You're listening to Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers RPG podcast. Join the fight as Carapace, Rex, Magnum, Wildstrike, and Sweet Spot fight their way through Iacon's underworld against criminal empires and a movement determined to bring an end to the Cybertronian Confederation. Welcome back, everyone, to Empire of what? Of Wust. Empire of Wust. <laughs> Maui. <laughs> Maui is what brings us together today. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Empire of Rust, the one and only Transformers RPG podcast. Your one true podcast. Hail the one true podcast. We are starting off today and starting off this adventure on a little bit of a sad note. As you probably guessed from last week, Rex has decided to leave us and to head back to Eucharis to keep his own herd safe. Uh, unfortunately, Rob had some life things come up and needs to uh, deal with a couple things, so he will be uh, he'll be on hiatus for a little while. But he is always welcome to come back, and who knows, he'll be might be back sooner than you think. Wait a minute, you said that was sad news. All right, I'll put away the party hats <laughs> and and the uh, refreshments <laughs> and these brand new tires. <laughs> yeah. I got to let that person out of the cake. <laughs> your uh, yeah, your tires, uh, sweet spot, are gonna be pretty good from now on, aren't yep, they? You're gonna get a lot more mileage out of these things. I'll make sure to chew chew them in memorandum. I was gonna say you're so naive, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, uh, unfortunately, uh, these things do happen. So life does get in the way sometimes of gaming, but we will soldier on, and we will make chapter four the best chapter so far. Speaking of things that are fours, all of you leveled up to level four, didn't you? Oh, yeah. We did. Woohoo. Awesome sweet spot. Yes. What did you what did you do for level four? Tell me something fun. Uh well I adjusted some uh, hit points and some stamina points and uh, No, that's not exciting. That's standard stuff. What uh what I actually did was I found out I was a little shy of my quota for feats. On my character, and so I, I had a couple of extra feats to pick out, and in real life too. Oh, yeah, yep, them too. <laughs> uh, so what I ended up doing was I got uh, an additional form, so I now have a, a third form: the robot, the race car, and check this out: as I transform into a transport, flying transport, flying transport. Yep. Oh, you turn yourself into a jet. Uh, no, I was modeling myself uh, more after the uh, the larger ships that we have been serving upon for the last, uh, last few weeks. Oh, ago. okay. That means that you can only fly 10 feet off the ground then. Yeah, I'm, I'm a miniature version <laughs> of those. Interesting. I did, however, pick up uh, some mass shift feats, so I am able to hold, uh, I believe it was five bots. We have our own transportation now. Wow. Certainly do. So you can cart around everyone? Uh, this is pretty yes. good. Yes, I can. So why am I having a vision of you know us flying around inside you and then Pythagoras and Magnum jumping out of the building and then taking on the form <laughs> of a building and just 
squashing the shit out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> Some would say you are prophetic. <laughs> right? <laughs> Say he's pathetic. This isn't my first <laughs> Robo Rodeo. What about you there, Carapace? Carapace uh, got the, the standard, like, toughiness stuff, uh, which is great. Um, I actually also uh, took a, a third form, which I shall reveal. Two triple changes? I, I know, right? Which I shall reveal in game. Oh. And uh, I actually had all of my feats proper, so. Not not a whole lot changed, ironically, from that, other than getting the third form. Still, still, it's a big, uh, it's a big jump, right? There. Oh yeah, no, it's a big deal. I'm I'm super tough. Two triple changers in the party, huh? I like it. All right, so next up we have Blue Shift. Nope, Zephyr. Nope, M- Mike. Who are you playing this week? Back to Wild Strike. Nice. Yay! Back to Wild Strike. Wild, if, you, wild who? if you remember him, <laughs> I didn't play him at level three. So for level three, I got a class ability, Marksmic 2, which means my ranged attacks don't provoke attacks of opportunity anymore. Oh, nice. And I also picked up uh, the skill synergy feat for bluff and stealth since I was using a lot of that and had no actual skill in those. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Why should I let you stop? Let's uh, let you stop. Right? It didn't. <laughs> uh, for fourth level, I got a feat combat pilot. That gives me a plus four to my piloting skill. And three times an encounter, I can use my piloting skill in a reaction to an attack to negate the attack. Uh, Whoa! I was looking at that myself. Is that only when you're flying? Yes. So it's kind of like, it's so, almost like how the ride skill worked in, uh, like, Pathfinder. Like, it's like, oh, my horse just got hit. And you're like, no, I made a ride skill. It misses. And you're like, oh, well, that's weird. That's <laughs> <laughs> one hit. <laughs> so so we have a transport and a fighter escort. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ah, uh, nice. I guess we don't have to steal the one from the base, then. And we can, <laughs> and we can drop a mobile base anywhere we want. And we have a, uh, uh, a combat vehicle to protect it. All right, and last but certainly not least, Magnum and Pythagoras. Did you take a third mode? Yes, actually. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I might so need to change mine now. Triple, triple, triple changers. A trio of triple changers. Yeah, it's, it's available at fourth level, so, you know, everyone's <laughs> waiting to jump on that. <laughs> Mike, Mike, you got to change yours to a triple changer, then we can start calling ourselves the triads. <laughs> uh, Magnum has uh, taken a third form as a defense turret. Oh, nice. Interesting. So you didn't go with a like a, a mobile uh, form. You went with a, a more defensive Why form. Why would I do a mobile form? <laughs> <laughs> it's worked out well for you so far. <laughs> I change anything now. Um, Pythagoras picked up. Uh, he's been doing his science, and he's figured out how to make glass gas. Ooh. Glass gas? Glass gas. Spelled it? G-L-A-S space G-A-S. What's glass gas? It makes things brittle, including other bots. Oh. Ooh-hoo. That sounds awful amazing. <laughs> Amazingly awful. If you think that's awful, you should see what I almost didn't almost picked. 
What did you almost pick? Yeah, that's for another day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Which means he still might pick it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, in the G1 cartoon series, uh, Cliff Jumper's weapon was glass gas. All right. Wow. That brings me back. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It basically, like, temporarily reduces someone's armor class. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, all good choices all around, so it's going to be very interesting to see uh, what combats are going to be like from here out. A trio of triple changers. I think I got the episode title. <laughs> Three triple changers walk into a bar. <laughs> Magnum, he didn't choose bar as, a, as his new form. <laughs> have to wait till next Three level. triple changers walk into a turret. <laughs> into a base. <laughs> In the dim light of District 3, a pair of security bots are walking down the street, making the rounds on their patrol route. All seems well, but if you look close, you can see that next to their badges is a smaller emblem with two simple characters on it. C1. Windows shut as they walk by, doors close as everyone does their best to steer clear of the Badgeless. Five stories above, an enormous screen casts its light down into the urban district, blues and greens reflecting off of the officer's armor. Gone is the familiar form of Circuit, Iacon's most popular newscaster, and in his place sits Zaron, the Minister of State. My fellow Cybertronians, we are besieged by enemies. Invaders from beyond our worlds. Mechanical beings that look like us and sound like us, but believe that they are better than us. They believe that they are the only power in this universe. They are here now, among us. We must be united against this threat. Look to the Badgeless and report any suspicious activity. We will keep you safe, and this world secure. Carapace, you are looking up at the screen, and from behind you, you hear a voice. Unpleasant situation, isn't it? You whip around to find Quick Switch standing in the alley 20 feet away. My apologies for startling you, Carapus, but as you can see, it's dangerous to be seen nowadays. Please, come with me. We have a lot to discuss. Wait, what, what are you talking about? What, who is this guy talking about? Who's this enemy that thinks they're better? You don't know. Okay. This is the first you've heard of this, and this is the first you've heard uh, of, this is actually the first you've heard from Zaron. You met him when you guys were in the, the minister's chamber, right. uh, shortly after the attack at the speedway. Right. And he's the one that put the hit on us. Yep. Okay. Or you believe put the hit on you. Well, that's the same thing as far as I'm concerned. And, and who is Quick Switch again? Quick Switch was uh, one of the other ministers in the room. He is in charge of planetary defense. Okay. Um. And in fact, what I will do for you guys here is 
on roll 20, I will show you guys what Quick Switch looks like. Oh, okay. He's, uh, he's very patriotic looking. <laughs> a lot of red, white, and blue. Kind of a gray body. Yellow face, though. That tells a lot. <laughs> Does it now? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so you guys did meet Quick Switch in the, the minister's chamber along with Zaron, Ironhide, Wheeljack, Bulkhead, and Fixit. And I think out of all of the ministers, uh, Quick Switch and Zaron were the two you had the least contact with. Okay. Is there any reason why I should actually go with him other than some vague, we need something to talk about? Uh, nope. Unless you don't trust him. Well, I don't, I don't trust him. I guess, <laughs> can I do a sense motive to see if I feel like he's going to attack me? Sure, go for it. Okay, uh, that is a 15 on the die, so that is a 17 total. Uh, you are fairly convinced that he is he is an ally. Okay. Uh, he doesn't, yeah, I mean, he's made no moves to, uh, to attack you or anything. Uh, it doesn't seem like he's really hiding anything. Uh, well, let me phrase that. It doesn't seem like he's hiding anything in relation to what he uh, he just said. Uh, it, it it seems it feels like he he believes that there is something that you two really do need to uh, to discuss. Okay, walk on. Yeah. So yeah, you two go ahead and walk down the street into the Iacon evening. The Metallicus slowly flies over the outer edges of Iacon, the urban sprawl engulfing the spaceport, which used to be well outside the city limits. Small flyers make their approach, transform, and land on the many individual landing pads and runaways of the port. Large cargo liners arrive from off-world as the planet finally opens itself back up to interstellar trade. Drone-controlled taxis, shuttle bots to the larger transports, and even the occasional load-bearer and augmented detach themselves from their larger forms as cargo is loaded or passengers disembark. You're broken away from the welcome sight by an insistent ping from the comm. Attention ship, this is Lane Controller Zetka of Iacon Spaceport. Your transponder code was reported lost over the Rust Sea a week ago. Identify yourself immediately. Do either of you two, Sweet Spot or Magnum, want to do anything? Uh, the captain's still still with us on up here on the ship, right? Yep. Along with the first mate. Well, it's up to the captain to respond. It's not my ship. Although I will be ready to jump off in case it gets shot down. And Magnum... Would you like to do anything? I'll just see what he does for now, because he's like he said, he's still he's still in charge. So, so first mate Beta Taurus answers the uh, the com and uh, explains the situation as best as she can. Uh, the two of them are on uh, are on comms for actually what seems like a, a good few minutes as as Beta Taurus tries to explain uh, why their their ship was reported lost. In the end, uh, it, it does seem like she's making some headway, and uh, Zetka comes back on and uh, and allows you guys to land at the spaceport. 
Uh, so the helmsman takes the Metallicus in and puts the aging ship down in the furthest berth from the spaceport. All around you, traffic looks like it's being diverted away from your ship to the other docks. Oh, that's not good. Outside the damaged front window, you can see port security approaching. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Well, I'm not exactly sure what's going on here, Captain. Uh, are you privy to any information? No. Uh, it, it's, it's likely inspection, but we don't know for certain, and the ship being reported lost is only going to complicate matters. You're so naive. How so? Is it just a uh, red tape kind of a matter? Or is it more serious? Uh, I'm hoping it's just red tape, but uh, considering that... Considering that we didn't even get any communications about uh, about our ship beforehand, this does not fill me with confidence. Hmm. Are your um, political backstab senses tingling? Uh, yes, they are. <laughs> they are <laughs> really tingling, and I would really like to flee the situation. However, I don't think that would be prudent for all concerned at the at the moment. I would like to try to contact the. Uh, consulate and uh, you know because I'm a, a junior diplomatic member see if there are any senior diplomatic members on my team that uh, that might be more informed than we are that could give us a uh, the skinny in a quick minute like now <laughs> uh, sure yeah you guys can go ahead and give that a shot you're gonna try to contact the Velocitronian uh, embassy uh, yes I am Okay, so yeah, you uh, you open a comm channel before security gets too close to the ship, and a bot named Crumplezone answers your call. Hello, hello, this is Crumplezone. What can I help you with? Crumplezone, this here is a sweet spot. Uh, we just come back in on the Metallicus, and it seems like there's a security detail heading our way. Uh, can you give me a quick uh, rundown of what's going on here? Ambassador, Ambassador Sweet Spot, you are reported lost. Uh, You're alive? That's right. And the, the ship, I understand, was reported lost, but we are very much alive and well, and whole and intact. Oh, oh, oh my, oh my, this is a, this is, this is a problem. Uh, uh, you've already been put in the system as, uh, as, as killed in action. Uh, ooh, mm. Well, uh, there's no need on, uh, you know, spinning your tires at the starting line. Why don't you uh, race on over to where you need to go and uh, get things uh, rolling in the positive fashion. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to contact. Uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to contact the. Uh, ooh, oh man, this is a. Uh, this is a rough. This is. Ooh, this is a rough situation you're gonna find yourself in here. I'm going to need to. Uh, to find to uh, contact Councilor uh, Knockout here to see what's going on. Uh, cause I, I. I think you've. Uh, ooh, I think your duties have already been reassigned. Ooh. Oh, are you saying that my diplomatic status has been revoked? Uh, well. Uh, That's what ooh, you're saying, oh. isn't it? Oh, the, yeah, oh, yes, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, Ambassador, but... Uh, don't draft behind me now. Ooh. Just pull out in front and tell me the truth. Yes, it, it, it's, it's been revoked. Uh, we can, I'm, I'm sure we can get it uh, uh, reinstated for you, of course, but we're going to have to, we're going to have to contact uh, uh, the counselor. Oh, this is, this is a bad, bad situation. Well, obviously it's uh, unfortunate and a mistimed situation, but I have full faith that you'll be expedient in getting it taken care of because I think I'm going to have to deal with these folks right down here. 
Uh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll keep a, we'll keep apprised of the situation. If you uh, if you end up getting put in prison, we'll uh, we'll get you out as, as as quickly as possible. Put in prison? I better not make it any further than the Holden. You understand me? I I think I understand. All right, now get to it. And uh, yeah, he will he will attempt to smooth things over diplomatically for you. Uh, Captain, <laughs> I don't suppose there's anywhere that we might be able to hide upon the ship that uh, does not get inspected frequently. Oh, well, you can always hide in that cold storage room. <laughs> yeah, it worked for the last guy. <laughs> Sweet spot, you can go ahead and make yourself a perception check. Okay, so I got a 20 there on my uh, perception. 20, huh? All right, yep. that's good enough. Uh, you're taking a look out the damaged front window. Uh, you can see the secu- the port security approaching. And coming up behind port security, you see Carapace and Quick Switch. Mm. And you remember Quick Switch, of course. Yes. Do I get a good feeling about Quick Switch? Uh, you didn't get a bad one. Is Carapace being detained or held in any way? Nope, they are walking uh, next to each other, so they are walking alongside. All right, I suppose I'll uh, I'll see how this plays out. Magnum, what do you think? Yeah, um... Uh, yeah, I don't always trust people switching the name. They might switch sides. But Carapace is with them, so that's... We should feel good about that, or really, really nervous. So I think we should be concerned and confident. Well, considering we are not the uh, the ones standing shoulder to shoulder with Carapace, and he's coming at us, I would be concerned and possibly nervous as well. Are you trying However, to say he's coming right I, at us? He could be coming right at us. Well, then we're screwed. It's Carapace, man. Nope, we're not screwed, because I can definitely outrun you. <laughs> oh, man. Trust me with confidence. All guns towards Carapace. So the four of you head out uh, towards the bottom of the ship to get out onto the dock. And as you get out onto the, the, the surface there, uh, pretty much port security pulls up right at that moment. And all of you notice that, uh, again, Quick Switch and Carapace are coming along uh, uh, right behind them. Security immediately goes over to uh, the, the group of you, asks which one of you is in charge, and of course the, the captain raises his hand, and the captain and Beta Taurus uh, all start to kind of talk with the security people, trying to kind of smooth over the situation. In the meantime, Quick Switch and Carapace come up to uh, the remaining security guards. And Quick Switch will go up and say, Your diligence is noted, officer, but I'll deal with these bots myself. And before waiting for a response from the port security, he ushers both you, both the Magnum and Sweet Spot, kind of off to the side and starts uh, ushering you down the dock towards the port. It seems the rumors of our death has been greatly exaggerated. (laughs) And And premature. Yes, that is very true. You guys can make a, a, a sense motive, if you want, on Quick Switch and on Carapace, I suppose. Uh, yes, please. Sense motive, uh, 18. Okay, so I got a sense motive of uh, 24. 
So it was a political uh, census Carapace was talking about. They're tingling. That means they're, that <laughs> means they're working. <laughs> so much stuff tingles on you, sweet spot. <laughs> Must be the new tires. Either that or I'm, I'm about to break the, uh, the sound barrier on occasion. So you're telling us you know how to break wind? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I know how to haul ass. Anytime you're aboard. Oh. <laughs> God damn it, I was drinking. <laughs> What's the name of this new robot? The Pork Chop Express? Oh, no. <laughs> That's right on a dark and stormy night when your fellow comrades and you are trying to report a, uh, record a podcast and the wind is howling and the rain is falling and, and the, uh, the, uh, I don't know, the, the thing doesn't work for you and the microphones are off. Just remember what old Jack Burton used to say. Jack, is your microphone on? Yes, sir, the mic is on. <laughs> on the power. <laughs> it's actually uh, Optimus Prime's, like, backwoods cousin. <laughs> Jebediah Prime. <laughs> Poor Chop Express. Uh, all right, Mag- Get a 23 for my sense motive. All of you feel like he just got you out of a particularly nasty situation uh, because you got the sense that the port security wasn't, wasn't screwing around and they are very likely going to arrest both uh, Silverload and Beta Taurus and likely the, the rest of the crew. Uh, if for no other reason, just to keep this whole thing shut up. Hmm. I guess, I mean, obviously maybe there's you know, there's more information that I should have heard as I you know, was on my way here, but why is this a big deal? Like, you just go, oh, hey, we heard that you died. Oh, we're not. Okay, well, let's say that you're not. Like, uh, why is this like a snafu? Maybe you'll find out in a couple okay. seconds. There's, uh, there's probably some reason why... Uh, when we didn't come back or when we were reported as lost to uh, whatever cause, that we were martyred and used as a uh, political stepping stool for C1 to uh, step up and take power. Wait, th- I think what? the Cybertronian government really just likes to get its paperwork to be orderly. You guys can go ahead and make a perception check. Oh, yes, once again. Uh, I have a 24 as Carabas. Ooh, that's a yes. good one. As good as I can. And I also have a 24. Yes, I do. 24 for me as well. 24, buddies. Are we going to make it a trio? Come on now. Be part of the gang. 19. Aw. You wrecked the trio. You can just assume it's 24. (laughs) Uh, Magnum, you do not notice this, unfortunately, but both Carapace and Sweet Spot do. You can see... Quickswitch takes out a small palm-sized device and activates it. Now, for those of you who were paying attention to it, and I think at this point, Magnum, you probably would recognize what happens because all of the comms in the immediate area have now been blocked. Oh, yeah, we definitely noticed that right away. Uh, So since you didn't notice the device, uh, pretty much all that you notice is that all the comms just got shut off. Hey guys, uh, comms have gone blank. Some sort of uh, interference. I will nudge, nudge Magnum with uh, with my elbow, and kind of gesture toward the device that 
Switchback is holding. Quick switch. That's what I said. I'll nudge him back. What? Yeah. Nudge, point. Oh. That, that I recognize thing, it? I think he just turned it off. I don't know. He just turned it off. Uh, yeah, I think out of anyone, uh, you would certainly recognize it, Magnum. It is a, uh, a signal damper. So it's, it blocks comms, listening devices, and what have you. Uh, things are real quiet all of a sudden, quick face. What's up? My apologies for the subterfuge, but if I didn't get you out of there, you, looking at Carapace, would have caused a scene. And you'd all be sitting in a cell right now. Mm, I don't know. You haven't seen his scenes. A lot has changed these past few days, and Ayakon is no longer the city it was. Shortly after you left, Lord Starscream, under pressure from Minister Zaron and Chief Ironhide, granted official status to Cybertron first. They are the first recognized political organization in the city. Wait, what? And with that power, they took control of the city, installing their members in key positions throughout the city's leadership. I knew Ironhide was dirty. I knew it. Were they a political party? They are now. Yes, they are now. So let me guess, these people that are think that they're better than us are just anyone from not Cybertron? That I am not certain of. Zaron's messaging has, has turned to uh, some outside threat that he knows about. Uh, and while I certainly applaud the, uh, the preparation, I do not know exactly who he is talking about. All right. Well, I assume that you have some safe place that you are calling us to. Because we do not want to be brought up to speed out here on the street. That is correct. There is a. I, ha, I know of several safe houses, uh, safe houses that Chief Ironhide likely does not know about. Okay. What are we going to do about the uh, the body of the Spark Eater? Because mm. that's still on the ship, right? There's no way for us to clandestinely rem- take that with us. Uh, we can once the other, when once the rest of the crew has been uh, arrested, I guess, if that's the way that was going to go down. Because then there wouldn't be any crew left to kind of keep an eye on. So the the ship would be a ghost ship, basically. Not to mention, they probably don't want anyone to see the ship since it was uh, reported as being lost. Well, I mean, I would just destroy it. And that means our spark eater is also destroyed. Damn it, Carapace, why you got to make sense? I know, it's inconvenient. (laughs) It's, it's, It's awful. All right. Quickie Mart, would would we be able to uh, take care of uh, getting something off the ship here? It's very important. Off the ship now? Now it's better than later, because later might not come. I mean, I don't. There's, if we're trying to just walk away and not be seen, then no, we're, we we just have to come back. Like there's no version of that. Like this thing is a it's big even for us. I, I can't I can't think of anything that would be important enough that you would need to return to the the ship. It's not within your grasp of understanding currently. And I really, I don't have time to tell you a, a fair book tale about how it is important. But trust me, it is. Sweet spot. At, at worst, they're going to confiscate it and then we can recover it later. Mm. 
and the only people that will confiscate it are Cybertron first, so if we end up killing some of them, well, no harm done. Weren't there five of you? Well, there were actually eight of us, but yeah. Well, I thought there was more than us. I mean, because, you know, Magnum counts as two. Were you counting Magnum as two? Was that it? Because, you know, he's a headmaster. No. The uh, the Velocitronian and the Yukarin. It looks like Carapace. I'm sorry, the, the other Yukarin. There was another Yukarin? Carapace, you have a twin? <laughs> he's talking about Rex, fool. <laughs> I know that. He's, he, they, and, and Sweet Spot was trying to be, you know, subtle about it, which is hysterical. <laughs> trying. You know, for all the things that you can see. <laughs> <laughs> you missed that. <laughs> wow, there's, there's no putting one over on you there, Magnum. You are not a fool. Magnum is blind to sarcasm. <laughs> I love that. You can see everything else. You can get, like, like sensor readings on everything, but... You can't tell sarcasm. <laughs> I just love my companions so much. I guess, like, so is, I guess, uh, Blue Shift is just going to be, he's part of the crew, effectively. So mm-hmm. he's going to be, whatever happens to them is going to happen to, you know, everybody. Yep. I think Quick Switch is referring to Zephyr. Mm-hmm. Yep. Zephyr? Was he Yukarin? <laughs> Zephyr was Z- Zephyr's the one that died, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, Zephyr actually died. Zephyr! Very sorry to hear that he seemed like a capable bot. Yeah. He was. Cybertron first killed him. Cybertron first was on the ship? Yeah, they attacked us. Hmm. Well, I suppose we should Again, keep keep leading us to... Yeah, I was going to say, keep leading us to... Get to the safe house, then we'll we'll get caught up on information, get some intel, uh, maybe uh, do a little recon on, on the... The ship, see when when and if we're able to retrieve what we need to. Uh, yep. So you guys will uh, will continue kind of walking and talking. So can you tell us how they actually took power, though? I mean, just because they are a recognized political organization doesn't mean they're automatically in control. I mean, how do they take over the office? Is it, is it they elected? Uh, did they stack the votes? or Assassinations? Did they, like, literally just, was it a power grab? No, uh, none of none of that. Uh, as far as I'm aware, no one in the government has has died or has been reported uh, missing or dead or, or anything in the in the last uh, couple of days. Uh, it seems like many of the the leaders and many of the administrators in positions of power simply changed their minds about Cybertron first. Really, that's very interesting. Oh, so the leadership hasn't changed. The, the leaders themselves have changed. That is correct. I mean, their 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 intent has changed. It's still the same per people. As a race, I believe Transformers are just instinctually stubborn. That doesn't sound natural at all. But they are likely yes. to change. My God, I'm rubbing off on you. Starscream has been suspiciously quiet these uh, last few days. Minister of State Zaron has been making all of the the official announcements. It was he who's who put forth the motion to recognize C1 as a legitimate organization to begin with. Uh, All of us. All of us ministers had been contacted 
but uh, none of us wanted to back that movement. It was only with his backing that the movement gained enough support to become official. Hmm. You know what's gonna be Starscream. funny? Like, what if like Starscream is actually like the good guy in this situation? Like that would be like a, like a figurehead. Oh no, not like a figurehead. Like you know, he's actually like, hey, let's work together. And like he's like, I don't really like these cyber one, you know, C one people. But he's actually been his power has been usurped, and that we're gonna end up having to put him back in power after we knock off Zaron. Ooh, what a tangled web we weave. Truth. I mean, these, these politicians that switched, I mean, that normally would be politically suicide to switch with a, switch to a terrorist group who has just attacked the city just a couple weeks ago. So they're either, they were plants and they're waiting, they're being blackmailed or extorted or threatened. You know, well, and obviously know. that's not, we know that Cyber One first, you know, Cybertron First is definitely not below that. Right, mm-hmm. and we already know that there is something that could be held over Lord Starscream, yeah? Right. But we also know that thing about Zaron. Like, Zaron is, you know, now it's obvious. You know, he just pretty much came out and said it, but... Uh, you think we should try to see him? No. Well, I mean, who else would know the answers if it isn't him? Not that I'm saying it's a good idea, just... I guess we're, this is one of those situations where we're going to find out just how many people on Cybertron are actually pro-Cybertron first. You know, this is going to be one of those things where it's like, oh, it's actually reflecting the real world where, you know, people are going to wake up and realize that, like, one-third of the country is willing to watch as one-third of the country kills the other third of the country, which is terrifying. If you were a Cybertronian, you actually gave a shit about this planet, which I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Carapace don't give no (laughs) shit. I I, I can walk away. (laughs) It's very easy. <laughs> yes, I won't. You have all those legs. What about Ironside? It doesn't. This doesn't seem like him. Ironhide. It doesn't. But I've been suspicious of him since the race. Yeah, but uh, well, he. You said he um, pushed for this change. We might be able to tell if there's something funky up with him, since we know him. If we could ever get to see him. That was the biggest surprise in all this. Was that Ironhide? Uh, came out in favor of Cybertron first. If uh, if we have made it to the safe house, I would probably request to see basically all the news feeds since we left to see what uh, has been broadcast to the public, what the public knows. And I would get myself caught up on that. Uh, sure, I want yeah, you guys... We can say that you guys have uh, have made it to the, the safe house, considering that it you know it was probably a good long conversation between uh, you guys and Quick Switch. Uh, so yeah, you guys can uh, got to the the safe house. Uh, once you get in, Quick Switch closes the door behind all of you uh, and kind of motions you all together. I didn't want to say this outside, even though my signal jammer prevents eavesdropping. Uh, it's still far too easy for someone to see us. As I said, the it was a great surprise that, that Ironhide backed this movement. But the greater concern for me is not Ironhide. It's the storehouse of arms and equipment that the ISS building contains. If we're to retake the city, it would be nearly impossible to accomplish that with C-1ers in control of its armories. 
And there is another concern. Starscream is storing the Enigma of Combination in the ISS vaults. The same device that created Defensor, Victorian, Optimus Maximus, this information is highly classified and cannot get out, especially among the divisions. They idolize the combiners. If they found a device that would allow them to create combiners, they would stop at nothing to possess it. Hmm. So you're saying there's a, there's a combiner named Victorian. Yes. Does he have a monocle? <laughs> uh, it's a she, actually. Ah. So, like, uh, girdles and that Does sort of thing? Does she have a monocle? <laughs> <laughs> no, she does not. Yes, but she wears it funny. So, uh, quick switch. Are you still in power, or were you cast out? I have retained my position. I pretended to be on their side and was rewarded with keeping my position. Uh, Ironhide has disappeared somewhere in the ISS building, and although I can come and go, I am not allowed free reign of the facility. I guess they, they don't completely trust me. I lead the planetary defense forces from my ship, so there's often no reason for me to be at the ISS. That was always Chief Ironhide's territory. Uh, it would look suspicious if I suddenly took an interest in internal security matters. What about, uh, what's his name there? Wheeljack. He's, he's still in that building? Or was he in a different building? Uh, he was in a different building, and Carapace would know more about that. Yep. I actually went and spoke to Wheeljack. Uh, I wanted to ask him about Spark Eaters, and he kind of blew a gasket, like in a positive way. Like, he was super, super excited at the idea of a Spark Eater being found or recovered. So, well, some assembly might be required. Well, yeah, no, I made that very clear. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I was going to ask uh, Quick Switch, if you do have your privileges still, if you can find out, they're going to eventually gather that. So if you can find out where it's taken so that we can later recover it. Mm -hmm. I can make some inquiries and see if I can send some of my forces onto the ship. Uh, I'm sure I can find some excuse, considering the ship was labeled as lost. A threat to planetary safety, right? Exactly. Would you like, uh, would you like quick switch to recover uh, Zephyr's body as well? Uh, yes. Yes, yes possible. Yes, I would. And where do you want him to send all this stuff? Um, the Velocitronian consulate? The, the embassy? I don't know if we should contact the consulate yet. I think it would be silly for anyone who's not from Cybertron to favor Cybertron first, but dumber things have happened. <laughs> I guess, I guess, why don't we just rent, I don't know, do like a, rent like a little storage, like a hab suite, like outside, like some obscure spot and just stick him in there for now. And then we can send oh, him I, back I know to a guy, he's a, I know a guy, I think he's like, it's Hold Stuffatron. Stuff a <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, I just had an idea. We should try and reach out to uh, Wildstrike. I mean, he was infiltrating Cybertron first. Uh, I don't say this in front of um, Quick Switch. So after he leaves us? Yes. 
Uh, was there anything else you wanted to ask uh, Quick Switch uh, before he heads off? Yeah. If, uh, if we're uncertain about the motivations of Ironhide, I would think that the uh, Wheeljack would probably be the best one to check in on him as he would probably still have uh, security clearance, is an old bot friend, and uh, would be able to tell whether or not he is being manipulated in some mental capacity. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, probably a good person to talk to anyway. Yeah, getting with a wheeljack is not hard. I think that we should try to come up with some sort of disguises. <laughs> I have a feeling that we're going to be wanted. Uh, also, Carapace, since you were in the city for a couple of days before the Metallicus arrived, if you need to do any shopping, you can say that you went ahead and you purchased whatever you uh, that oh, you we need. Don't, I don't, we, like, uh, we have no money. Like, I have nothing to, to buy. We haven't gotten paid yet. You guys got 5,000 credits off of uh, the the guys uh, yeah, last Yeah, 1,000 each. That's like nothing. You can't okay. buy anything with that. I can buy batteries. <laughs> and we didn't get paid because now we're dead. Funny how that always seems to happen when payday rolls around. Mm, it's there, GM. It's a Countertron. He's actually <laughs> buying this. I knew it. Account bought four thousand. I didn't know that we. I didn't know you. that we were up against the grand evil mastermind of uh, the uh, banker from Deal or No Deal. <laughs> Um, have him have him store Zephyr away when he has a chance, and then get those parts which you guys seem to think are important. I guess put them in the same place. I don't know. I just shared out the uh, artwork for Victorian. Yeah, you did. That sword is awesome. Man, <laughs> Victorian, he's huge. He's a little tiny Optimus Prime next to him. He's so cute. <laughs> 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 Fuck Adam, you're awesome. <laughs> yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Spread the word. What is a uh, Victorian turn like? What are her, you know, her parts? Uh, two choppers, two cars, and uh, a search and rescue truck. Oh, and a, uh, a motorcycle too. The that's the front ah, plate. Okay, so there's a six. She's a six parter. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, check out her gears, huh? She's got some ample plate in there, eh? <laughs> and you guys would also know that Victorian is is likely uh, still on Cybertron right now, wandering around. Well, she wouldn't fit on Cybertron's moon, that's for sure. Okay, so quick switch. We'll go ahead and uh, make start making some calls as he exits the safe house. How do we contact him? I he would have given you his uh, his okay. com codes. So you have an easy you'll have an easy enough time doing it. Magnum, would you be able to be the only link for him? I don't think I, I want him to have all of our com codes in case he's compromised. Yeah, sure. That's fine. And out of all of us, I think you would probably be the, the most likely to be able to encrypt and decrypt com code signals. Certainly. Should you need to. Certainly. I will establish a, a secure line between him and us. All right, Switchblade. See you later. Stay sharp. <laughs> And also, that was great. That also, was good. and also, monitor yeah, all was. his communication too. 
monitor all his communication. Well, if he, if he gets if he if he's foolish enough to give me an access, a communications link access, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he <laughs> well he's he's <laughs> you you have his com codes. No, we have to we have to him. establish. We have to make <laughs> make a connection, a securing connection. So we have to actually do you know. Yes, so let me. You uh, want to try to convince him of this? Certainly. <laughs> Make a diplomacy check. I will aid. I will watch. Because <laughs> <laughs> blathering on about something I believe in is an easy task for me. Uh, but diplomacy was a 20, <laughs> so you're actually getting a, a double dose of helping. So, so that would be 33. 33. Okay. 100. Magnum, you know well enough that you can't monitor a minister's communications. I wasn't going to actually... Well, is he saying this to me? I didn't actually ask him to monitor his communications, did I? That wasn't the intention. You didn't, but that is the response he gives you. Oh. It's like, no, 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 we need to... We just need an encrypted connection. Yeah, that's that's us. We can't just broadcast back and forth willy-nilly. Yes, I mean, you certainly wouldn't want to be connected with us, should you be compromised. And if you contact us, we want to verify that it is you before we give away any, you know, pertinent details that might get you in trouble. The connection, of course, will be encrypted, but I am not leaving my comlink on for you to monitor my communications. No, I have no interest in your communications. That's fine. Very well, then. So that's the tricky thing with uh, talking to hot, you know, fairly high-level politicians is... Even though they probably have like no class skills, they're <laughs> they can tell when someone's lying. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, for that's diplomacy, is maxed out for sure. <laughs> yeah, thirty-two and still. Nope. Yep. It's it's also one of those things. Like even if you rolled like a really high diplomacy check, I if you tried to convince him to do something that is certainly not in his best interest. <laughs> On the other side of the city, Wildstrike lifts his chained arm to make another scratch on the wall. It's the tenth day since he and Ironhide were attacked by Cybertron first. Ten days since he was locked away in this prison. Ten days spent waiting while his internal systems slowly repaired the damage from the attack and the merciless beating from his jailers. Ten days spent staring at these blasted walls, hoping for rescue. Outside the cell, he can hear the shouts of other prisoners being beaten, screaming to be let out, shouting as the last of their energon drains away and they fall into stasis lock. The lights flicker as energon is temporarily diverted elsewhere in the facility, while the echo of the scream bounces down the hall. His own energon is dangerously low, his guards only giving him rations every few days, and that's if they remember at all. The lights flicker again as more energon is siphoned into other parts of the building. A soft buzz draws your attention as the energon shackle binding you to the wall flickers for a moment. What do you do? Check the bindings first, make sure they're still secure. Do they have any give? 
Uh, you pull your pull back against them, and they hold tight. Damn it! All right. This is, I listen for another bang sound because it seems like the energon fluctuates around that. Wait a few minutes, see if one happens. Okay. Uh, it takes a uh, probably around another minute or two before it happens again, but you do hear another bang. And just as you expect, the the lights start to, to dim for a moment. When I hear that bang again, I'm going to try to flex the bindings as well. Uh, are you flexing the bindings or pulling against them? Because don't forget, your uh, the bindings themselves around your wrist are solid, but it's an energon kind of like chain. chain I'm testing. Uh, that is attached yeah. to the wall. Go ahead and give me a, a strength. Uh, yeah, give me a strength check. Uh, 19. Uh, you pull back against it. And it feels like it's almost about to give, and that's when the power comes back on. You think that you almost made it, but if you tried just a little bit harder, you'd be able to pull it out. All right. Uh, I'm going to wait for the next bang and try to flex the bindings again. All right. Uh, Go ahead and give me one more strength check. That was pretty much almost as best as I could do last time. So an eight, so no. All right. But I assume that you are going to keep on trying. And every time you hear uh, every time you hear a bang and you, you try to pull again, hear a bang and try to pull again, it, it takes you uh, an actual like, a long time to kind of get the timing mm-hmm. right. Uh, and, and you find that you have to start pulling before the lights start going out. But eventually... Uh, you are able to pull your binding off the wall. Great. Your hands are still bound together, but you're no longer chained to the wall. That's one improvement. So looking around, uh, you are in a fairly plain uh, unadorned cell. There is one seat where you were chained to the uh, chained to the wall. Uh, there is a door to your left. And there's a small uh, little opening in the door uh, that has a uh, an energon shield uh, that allows people to look in and you to look out, but it's it's so small that you really can't get much of a, a view otherwise. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check. Okay. Uh, 16. As you're looking around, you can see that the... The cell is is fairly well made. Everything is is welded together, fairly uh, fairly strong, and it's it, it's like pretty much just like molded in place almost. But down the back section, kind of right behind the seat, uh, and this is like an area you couldn't see before because you were chained to the wall. You couldn't maneuver yourself through there. Uh, you notice you notice a small chipped section of the panel against that wall. Really? Okay. Uh, I'm going to take a quick look out the window because I heard the bangs around. I just want to make sure there's nothing immediately out there. Uh, yes, you go ahead and take a look out the, the little small window. Uh, you see a solid wall in front of you. You don't even see other doors or anything. Uh, it sounded like the bangs were coming from your your left, I believe. Yes, uh, the bangs were coming more from your left. Okay, 
I can't see through the window over that way. You can't. But earlier on, uh, you do remember see, you do remember hearing a bot walk by your cell, and was likely heading towards another cell. Okay. Well, I'm gonna check that chip in the panel. Let's see what I can do with that. Uh, yeah. So when you kneel down and take a look at the that little chip on it, and it looks like the uh, uh, it's it's just like a small corner of one of the welded panels has either uh, corroded over time, maybe Energon had kind of leaked from a bot or something like that and kind of pulled in that section, and whoever cleaned it up uh, didn't notice that the uh, that little section of it was corroded. Uh, maybe they didn't even notice, I mean, maybe, maybe they even hit it or something with, uh, uh, with a tool as they were, were cleaning up the cell last time. So it's pretty much just like a small little piece taken out of the corner. Uh, just barely enough to get your finger in, if you were to try that. Well, I didn't see any other immediate options, so I might as well give that a try. Sure. Uh, are you going to try and... Uh, just can try to pull it up yourself, or are you going to try to do anything else with it? What do you want to do? Would it be possible to use the binders as leverage? Hmm... You would have to break a piece of it off in order to, to do that. And to do that, you would need to actually break the binders. I'm guessing those are incredibly strong. They're pretty strong. You can give it a shot, but it, it's unlikely. Uh, if if uh, uh, you got a 19 on strength, right. then that was pretty high. Then I don't think you're going to be able to break it. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure. That, that's um, just me. All right. So if I can't use that, then yeah, I'll see what I can do to try to pry it myself. Uh, give me an acrobatics or athletics check. Do athletics? Uh, 25. Ooh, you're crushing that one. Uh, yes, you do manage to kind of get your finger into the opening and very quietly pull it back so the, uh, the panel is kind of now bent outward so you can kind of see inside and see what's going on with okay. it. Uh, and looking into that uh, panel, you can see just a, a bunch of equipment. I want you to make an engineering check. Now, I know you may... Do you uh, have engineering? I do. Not a lot, though. A five. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's equipment. There's some wires. <laughs> it looks like it is a, a power supply to something. Okay. Well, power supplies use energon, correct? Uh, it does. Yep. Would I be able to recharge myself with it? And I don't have a great engineering skill, but it, would it be something plausible that if I was a good engineer, I could do, and that I could attempt with my minimal knowledge? You could certainly attempt it. Okay. That is a qualified <laughs> Let's go for statement it. if I ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the result's going to be. <laughs> well, I'm going to use my meager engineering skill to find out. Um, that would be another five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you think it is dangerous, but you think it's possible. You go ahead and you kind of get your hands in there and carefully disconnect one of the, uh, one of the lines, uh, shocking yourself. Like, oh. <laughs> Wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> Put that one back. Let's try it a different one over here. It's like, all right. This one looks like it could be a little bit more low voltage. All right. 
and you go ahead and you shove the line directly into your energon feed and <laughs> shock yourself again. <laughs> I know I saw Magnum do something like this before. <laughs> far, far away, Magnum's thinking, man, I have this weird feeling that I wish I was seeing something right now. <laughs> After a couple of tries, you, you kind of realize, okay, maybe this isn't the greatest idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, but with all of your your kind of like poking and prodding in there, uh, you do notice that there is uh, some writing onto one of the lines. It's kind of like buried in the uh, like up in the the furthest corner, and you didn't notice it at first. But now that you're you're trying different things, you you do notice it. Uh, it looks like this is uh, power to a transmissions tower somewhere in the building. Interesting. Okay. All right. I'm going to try my personal comm. See if I can get anybody that I'm aware of, um, like in, in our group, if they're around, uh, just with a personal comm first, just to see if there's any signal. I'm guessing that it's being blocked. Correct. Okay. In fact, I imagine they would have taken your, uh, your comm away. Uh. When they put you in it, because you don't have because you don't have any weapons or anything on you either, so they would have disarmed you and stripped you of all good stuff. And I do not do that. Tossed you in a cell, yeah. you know. So this is just an energy feed to their transmitter. This isn't. I can't use this to make a to send out a signal or anything. Correct. Uh, you think you might be able to try? All right. If you want to, I'll give it a try. Okay. Uh, give me another engineering or computer check. Let's see. Let's stay with engineering. <laughs> 17. Ooh, nice. Third tries right? a charm, right? <laughs> uh, you do separate some of the equipment in there and splice it into your own uh, your your own equipment. And you think that you can send out a message. Now, here's the thing. You don't know where it's going to. So if you do this, you think it's just going to be a general broadcast just kind of out into the ether. Okay. But what you can do is you can send... I actually need to roll for this. Since you passed, you can send a message that is 2d10 plus 20 characters. And... Oh, fuck. Sorry, Mike. I rolled a two. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a zero and a two. No, I'm sorry. The zero's a ten on a d10. Yeah. I rolled a twelve for you. So you can send out a message that is 32 characters long. Okay. Interesting. So while you compose that message... Quick question first. Um, as part of the bluff skill, you can pass a secret message. Can I do that with my signal? Uh, interesting question. Like, what's your your intent for it? Basically, I don't want to send out something plain saying, "Oh, help me! I'm locked in this prison. Come get me." I want to make some sort of like <laughs> coded message that somebody would have to decipher. Okay. Yeah, you can certainly do that. Okay. Sounds cool. All right, I'll I'll come up with something like that then. All right, Mike. So you can go ahead and compose your message, and we'll hear what it is next time. All right. Oh, looking forward to it. Giving them extra time to sequence those numbers. <laughs>
<laughs> Record data log two two one two dash A forty second cycle zero eight. Mission report. Code name Empire of Rust. Mission status ongoing. Oversight commander game master Michael Ordway. Squad commander Magnum played by Matthew G. Range combat specialist Wild Strike played by Mike M. Melee combat specialist Garapis played by Patrick Finn. Support melee combat specialist Rex played by Rob Muller. Forward scout Sweet Spot played by Adam Achu. Logistics support provided by the Transmissions Network. To support the show, please visit transmissionspodcast.com/rust. Mission success. <laughs>